What's up, everybody out there, and welcome to another episode of Inside the War Room, brought to you by your homies at War Room Sports. I'm your man, Dev McMillan, and I'm here with my partners in crime. We got Jimmy the Blueprint in the building. What up, Jim? Yo, what's up, folks? How y'all? And we got B. Austin, the HBC in the building. Howard University legend and local celebrity. You know. Bison, bitch. <laughs> you know. All right, so look, man, oh. we're here to talk for uh, you know a little while about this. Um, I guess it, you can call it a historical occurrence. Um, Five-star prospect, uh, number 17th ranked basketball player in the 2020 class, uh, McCore Maker. That's the last time I'm going to try to say his whole name from henceforth. He will be known as either Maker, Thon's little cousin, or Lil Daddy. So, um, <laughs> Maker, <laughs> he defied all odds by... Yo, why you do all that and just don't call him Maker Maker? I don't know. I, don't know. I was trying to show the brother some respect. He showed, he showed us some respect. I'm trying to show him some respect. Anyway, man, Young boy, Maker, he, Maker. Uh, he signed with Howard University. Um, this may have been something in the making. He talked about it about a year ago. He said that he was putting Howard University on his list. Uh, a few days ago, his list kind of got cut down to the top 10 and Howard was still involved. He even took a visit with Howard University during last year's homecoming, which, you know, if you've been to Howard's homecoming, that pretty that much sums it up right there. Um, that did it. But anyway, two days ago, he went down to his final four, which included UCLA, Memphis, uh, was it Kentucky, and Howard. And to a lot of people's surprise, he chose Howard University of the Mideastern Atlantic Conference. Um, as you all know, Howard University, uh, our alma mater, me and B, is an historically black college and university. That's the big deal in all of this. If you guys know anything about War Room Sports, if you listen to the War Room, which we've done every Thursday for the past nine and a half years, we've made a lot of noise on this front. A lot of what ifs, uh, some of these high prospect college athletes, basketball and football, were to one day, you know, somebody put themselves out there and try to flip this narrative and <clears throat> get the influx of high prospects coming back to HBCUs where a lot of us think, you know, they, they belong. Um, fellas, what were your thoughts uh, when this whole thing went down? Because for me, you know, even though I'm Howard alum, I think this is way bigger than Howard University itself. You know, there's a lot of HU people that's celebrating what's, what's happening and they have the right to do so. But I think this is much bigger than Howard University itself. It goes to that narrative that we've talked about for almost 10 years. Thoughts? Um, I'm excited, you know, salute salute to our brother JW because he's, he's a HBCU alum as well. Um, and this is really all about um, equity, man. Grabbing equity, right? So since the integration of collegiate sports, your major colleges and universities have had a prime run on all of the black talent in basketball, football, track and field, you name it, they're going to 
major conferences and major colleges. Um, we all know what a, a cash cow and a moneymaker that NCAA basketball is. And so to have, you know, a five-star recruit commit to Howard University or commit to any HBCU, I mean, it, 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 the implications are, are huge. All I want to know is where Mikey Williams is going, though, because if he does it, show. Praises be to Allah. Yeah, I, I keep well, – go ahead. I, let Jimmy say what he got to say, and then we'll get on the whole Mikey Williams thing. But, yeah, Mikey Williams, like, 12 years old. He in, like, seventh grade, so right. you know, who cares <laughs> what he's doing like, right now. But, um, <laughs> yo, <laughs> but, yo, um, salute to everybody right uh, uh, from HU. Um, I'm, like, a unofficial HU graduate just because, like, you guys and, um, and also Brother Akil. Um, it, 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 it was funny, though, because a lot of y'all um, – Classmates be fraud, and they be like adding me on social media and tell me they remember me from such and such class, and I, I didn't do that. Um, you know, you know, um, to, to you know what I mean. So every time I, every time somebody from the crib visited me, they did come to class with me, and a, and, and a couple of times. My That's true. I, I might have. I might have. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm, I'm play me out. I, I know one time I came in class <laughs> at least six deep. Probably it was the twins, Walt. I don't know, Jimmy. You might have been there that time. Yeah. But I know the teacher. Maybe, like, yeah, I might, I, that might that might have happened. That might have happened. But some of them before, listen, they're like, you like, yeah, man, you If you met a young lady on campus and something happened, then you, then you H U alum, man. So, now, nah, but B, professor hit me with the. Yeah, we ain't getting that. You, that you, one, you finally decide to come to class, and then you bring folks with you. I was like, I don't even know what to say. Like. <laughs> Great, Jim. Sorry. <laughs> no, but no, what I was saying is though, like, you know, um, so shout out to y'all, but I, I did attend another HBCU, the one that Thurgood Marshall, Langston Hughes, and Cap Calloway went to. And I'm I'm oh, saying that because I want y'all to do y'all research. Uh, as opposed no, no, I'm as opposed to just giving you a school, go look that up because I want people to start doing research. And that's my that's my new objective now is to start people to uh, do research because we don't do research. But anyway, really? um I thought this was amazing. We do talk about this a lot. Um if we're being honest, right, we don't know what this actually means because who knows even what basketball looks like with everything going on in the world. But I think that just saying this holds power because now if you're on social media and you see some of the younger players, they're starting to have these conversations in the past where they weren't even having these conversations. Um, and now you see all kinds of other stories, football players, other basketball players, some transferred. I mean, some, you know, some of them got kicked out of their uh, previous school, but even in the past, though, you got kicked out of your previous school. You wouldn't go to an HBCU. You would go to a lower level D one uh, PWI. So, I think yeah, that this is yeah. So, so, so this is, and then, then also, um, it's also smart on his behalf, right? Because this dude has like um uh, an, an entire race, with the exception of Jason Whitlock rooting for him, uh, and also, um, and regardless country, of how things play out for him, country and if he starts, yeah, that too. That too. If he starts uh, to um, this trend of people making this move, um, he's going to put his name in the books, regardless of how his career actually plays out. Make you know what I mean, make. He'd be like you know, Kurt Flood or what, Kurt Flood or what have you. Like Kurt Flood is always remembered, and no one really even talks about what Kurt Flood did on the field. But um, you know, so I think this is big. It can be big because the fact of the matter is, a lot of these guys are only playing one year anyway. So, like, why not? You know what I'm saying? Why not? Yeah. Jimmy, how I mean, is this going the fact to, you can't get the big bag? Uh, Jimmy, how is this going to impact the effect of uh, 
Toots and Myras um, and how they interact with, with our athletes uh, being as if, if they were at an HBCU. Uh, what, what does that do for the Toot and Myra game and IG models? I mean, the Toot and Myra game, I always thought about the Toot and Myra game. Like, if, if you're an elite-level athlete like that, then, you know, going to an HBCU is just going to be amazing for you in terms of the Toot and Myra game. And if you guys don't know what Toots and Myras are, you should pick up Sports the Book at WarroomSports.com. But anyway, because um, we ain't going to explain what that means. But you 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 can have your choice of Toots and Myras, but you have Toots and Myras that look like you. Right, right, which is oh. a better thing. But listen, because um, B. Austin brought up Mikey Williams. I saw a lot of that yesterday. Everybody was like, you know, Mikey Williams is up next or something like that. I just want to remind people, and I know a lot of people know by now because, you know, the conversation has spread throughout, you know, the internet. Mikey Williams has made the most noise about this topic recently, but Mikey Williams is a part of the class of 2023. Um, so there's no telling if Mikey Williams will ever even step foot on a collegiate floor, considering this time last year, the commissioner was telling us that the one and done rule is pretty much on its way out the door. Now, yeah. there has been some updates to that. Um, now some pundits are thinking that it's a possibility that it may stick around because people have found a new way, a new path to the NBA. And we're not talking about the overseas path that some some people are taking. Some people are electing to go to the G League first. And if the NBA can get people to go through their minor league system, then they might keep the rule that, you know, you might have to do at least one year somewhere before you come to the nba so that's that's the only thing that's given any hope to 2022 prospects 2023 prospects not jumping directly to the nba but my thing is you know if we've all wanted this for so long and we're hype about mikey williams being the next up like that's too big of a gap in my opinion this is 2020 I agree. you know I what i'm agree. saying we need we need some people you know we, we need this to start trickling now, um, shout out to Mikey. Williams we talk, we're talking to you, Jalen Green. We talk shout to out you. to Mikey Williams because he has, you know, he's he's made a lot of noise about this lately. Um, his mom is a Hampton alum. Uh, shout out to yeah. uh, my homies from the other HU. Um, it's it, it's, Institute. it's it's a situation where <laughs> I was waiting for one of y'all to say it. It's a situation for me though. I still, and even if he never steps foot on a on a collegiate floor and even if mikey williams doesn't turn out to be what mikey williams is right now as a youngin in high school the noise that he's making is making people listen i actually think mikey williams's noise might have been the reason or at least one of the reasons that Maker, Maker. decided to you know make that commitment he talked Absolutely. about it last year like i said but Mikey Williams had started to get all the press lately because he was making all this noise about changing the world, shocking the world. And Maker jumped in like, all right, let me go and make this decision. You can see in his wording. Let me read his wording. He was like, quote, I was the first to announce my visit to Howard and others started to dream. What if I need to make the HBCU movement real so others will follow? I hope I inspire guys like Mikey Williams to join me on this journey. I'm committed, I'm committed <laughs> to Howard you and Coach Kenny Blakely. So it kind of felt like Maker was like, hold up. I started this. <laughs> this is the thanks I get. Like, So he made it real. 
because mm-hmm. I figured he, he's figuring somebody else is starting to get all of this press. Let me go ahead and make history and actually do it. And then Word. these guys will have to follow me. He even put the guy's so, name so, in, his, in his commitment announcement. So, so we're going to talk about the young boy. Shout out to him. We're we going to have yeah. to talk real, real sports. I mean, listen, we know it's not the right thing, but, but I, yo, Puff, uh, a.k.a. Diddy, yo, we, we got to get our booster game up, man. But <laughs> these young men can't be coming here just, just for, you know, the basketball, the DC, DMV nightlife. Like, what, what's the booster money going to look like? How are we going to take care of but these? But you know what, though? Um it's, it's, and it's not just Diddy though. It's 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 shit. I mean, it's you two. It's all of us, right? Because mm-hmm. um, I saw uh, a brother, a brother who uh, is a professional. Damn, Jim, try holding us accountable. No, nah, because that's what it's yeah, about, though. But he he anyway, he did a whole piece. He did like a whole live or something. He was talking about how it's more than just like you know um what happens at in terms of the arenas and all that. I'll play a major part in what happens at each school. And that's one of the things that we don't we don't have that conversation. We talk about they should go here, they don't go there, but how the boosts play a part in that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at our HBCUs, and I don't want to you know turn this too political in terms of how they struggle just in raising capital from their graduates. Um, right. It's a complete difference from the HBCUs versus the PWIs, and especially when you start to go to the Ivies. The difference is it's not that we don't have graduates. Most black professionals still to this day come from HBCUs, but. Mm-hmm. We have to talk more about what do we give back to our HBCUs? How do we pay yeah. it forward? So, right. yeah. And so that, also, that, that, that's I mean, a whole other conversation, but even within sports with the boosters. You're, that, that's something that has to be talked about. That's also the other side of this whole thing, though, because a lot of HBCUs, you know, they pride themselves on uh, education um, and what the PWIs have been doing with these high prospects for decades. Um, it's something that I don't know if a lot of these HBCUs, namely Howard University, is going to be willing to do, like push kids through um, when they're not really learning anything, not really getting the grades and things of that matter. I'm not saying that this is anything that has to do with this young man um, because I don't hear those type of things about him. But if you start to do this and a big influx of these players do change that narrative and start going through the HBCU system, even though most of them will probably be on the one and done plan, but it doesn't only have to be those guys. It doesn't only have to be five-star guys. The fact that five-star guys are starting might, might start to uh, make that decision. Then, you know, you got the four-star guys, you got the three-star guys as well that might come through. Those guys won't be candidates for one and done or straight to NBA. Mm-hmm. If they change that rule back. That's how you build, so, your, that's how you build your team. Exactly. So if you start to have even those type of recruits and they come through, I don't think a lot of these HBCUs are going to be willing to just push these guys through the academic system without them actually earning anything. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're not going to make it super tough on them. But, you know, that's just not what most I, 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 like, I, like, I like that. I like that. If 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 HBCUs can strike a balance, y'all got to come here and do homework. Man. Let's, let's assume <laughs> let's assume that this wave is more than just a fad, and it does turn into a bit of a wave. Like if HBCUs can hold up and stand by, you know, from an integrity standpoint, making these kids put something into themselves academically. And and, and at the same time, 
right? So let's not delude ourselves. If if a young man has an opportunity to make millions and millions of money um, by playing sport, his sport, like I think that that needs to be that needs to be pushed as a part of the foundation. But on the flip side to that, like make these kids go to class, make them learn something, have them understand the historical context of what historically black colleges and universities mean in the United States of America. And then, you know, the other conversation is once these black athletes, if they are to start going to HBCUs, then what will the push from the PWI and NCAA be to, you know, continue the shutdown of HBCUs? You know, that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> and topic. Better, better cars and houses. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to make it legal. We can give them up to a million dollars. That's why this entire time. They're going to go from like Camrys to Bentleys. And <laughs> they're going to get desperate out there. It's, it's why this entire time that we've been having, it's the entire time we've been having these discussions about like, you know, um, our rights and what we want. That's why I've always talked about <clears throat> power, equity, and ownership, right? Because and it's not just about uh, tangible things. It's about us recognizing our power. So, and you see a shift in culture with this too. When you talk about, what LeBron is doing with his team, with some of our like celebrity, with celebrity culture, with some of the people are doing as opposed to just taking checks now, people are asking for equity. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. whether we're talking about Oprah, Jay-Z, Beyonce, LeBron and his squad, whoever it may be. But that that shift, like um, so a lot of times we say we shouldn't be paying attention to entertainers, but we're also like not being honest if we're not saying that they make a difference. But right, you're yeah, you're yeah. seeing a shift in culture because today, the fact today, of the matter today, is oh good. Go ahead, Beyonce. No, I was going to say to your point, not even to cut you off, Melo and Chris Paul are leading a charge within the NBA to support HBCUs and kids going to those HBCUs. They're influential, you know, even though they went to PWIs, but that's to, to your point. They're a part of that push to say, yo, consider HBCUs as an option. Right. Because what we're um, recognizing is we like and even like, you know, and Mikey, Williams, I don't know if Mikey Williams got somebody behind him. But Mikey Williams be talking that talk. Yo, like yo, I like young boy. And, I love him. I, I love him. First of all, one of the things he said is, and that's yo, not one of the things he said on his Twitter, he was like, he said, yo, we hold the power where we go is where it's going to be. Like, he said that like I'm this is his word. I mean, it just shows. He, but he's right. He he, and, and, and strong parents who are putting that. In his, in his head, who also went to yeah, he got right. He, he knows, and it's true. Like the, you hold the power, so it's more of a partnership. It's kind of what the NBA recognized too. So, like uh, you know, um, and shout to Naj, who's a um a, a loyal listener of our uh, podcast on Thursdays. He he brought up a point that with the NBA, the NBA at this point is a partnership. Mm-hmm. So even when people criticize the NBA, like this is happening, like you know, the players, fifty percent of that is them. Like this is a, a true partnership at this point. And what he recognized in the collegiate game, the players hold the power. If we all decide to go to one school, that's where the power is going to lie. We don't have he, – he actually named names. He was like, Coach K didn't got the power. He actually put Coach K's name in a tweet. Like, oh, I was like, yo, this young boy oh, Mikey is um, yo, 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 Mike, a little arrogant yeah. with it. But uh, Mike, even if Mikey yeah, gets – yo, yo, we got to protect <laughs> Mikey Williams, yo. Hashtag protect Mikey. If Mikey Williams gets to a point in his – um, basketball development, like I said, and if they change those those rules, then he he might not ever be one of those. Oh, the Matrix got him. 
Yeah, but yeah, I, he might not ever saying, be. He that, might not ever be one of those kids that like, actually goes to college or set foot on a campus. He may skip that and go right, you know, go right to the league, or, you know, hey, two years in a kid's development is is crazy, right? So he could fall off a cliff. But, and but here's my question to you. Here's my question to you, B. Austin. My question mm-hmm. is. Let's say, for argument's sake, that he doesn't become like you know that superstar athlete that we're saying. Mm-hmm. What what he's doing in terms of uh, in terms of this conversation, even how um you know he kind of held other boys' feet to the fire, wouldn't that like still still make him important to everything that's very going on? So. Like, very, it, very it don't even so. matter. It don't even matter necessarily that. In in yeah, a, it, yeah. to your point, in a vacuum, yeah, and that's the beauty of it. In a vacuum. The power that he holds now, even at 16 years old, being an influencer, being social media, like the, what we live in today, he's already powerful and he's already sparking a conversation. So where he ends up or what he ends up being, I'm not going to say it's immaterial to the conversation, but it's not the biggest component of what he's doing right now, to your point. Absolutely. Like, dude, dude, can listen, we're sitting here talking about a ninth grader. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we can hear you. You're good, you're good now. Yeah, we sitting here talking about a ninth grader. Yo, think year. about that. Is he sixteen? Yeah, he's sixteen. Okay, I'm like, I thought he was. Yeah, tenth grade, tenth grade. Must have reclassified. Yo, Jimmy had him. Jimmy had him right, in the I'm, class I'm, with Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm drawing. I'm, I'm being. I'm being. Listen, I'm being sarcastic. I'm doing what you do when you talk about Zion. I'm just being a smart ass. But <laughs> the fact of the matter is, how often do we even talk about high school players at all? Like we don't, so so that goes to show you that he's had an influence um, already, and and the point I was making about just power and um and equity, like when we realize that labor is 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 power, right? Even though in this in this construct we're the labor, we're still not ownership, which is problematic. But we can tackle that on a different front. But labor is still power because. No one's coming to see Coach K or Coach Calipari. They're just not. They're coming to see these players. So when you recognize that and then you can hold that and say, I'm going to go to this to help build up institutions that were made to educate my folk. Um, it's power in that. And that's this is yeah, us recognizing that's, that's our amazing. power and not asking for it, but taking it, man. Like that's so, amazing. And, and that also man. goes to the conversation. All right. So it goes to the conversation of reparations. Now, how did I get the reparations? Because labor, because labor has labor has value. Right. Right. And because this country was built on our backs, it's a value associated with that. So give us our check. I'm not going too far into that. But now Yo, this is just really an exercise lot, of labor yeah. showing that they are power. But listen, Yo, if you don't go first and get <laughs> your bars off. Yo, if you don't go first and get your bars off, one of these brothers is going to get their butt. Yo, I was going straight, house, man. I was going <laughs> straight to labor, labor. The labor conversation in the context of reparations is how you defeat any opposition to reparations. Never mind the internal conversation of can we handle those reparations and what that what that means. But the external conversation facing other groups of people, the labor piece justifies reparations across the board and tying that in to basketball. This is a step even in that direction, because for decades and decades and decades, black athletes have been the labor force driving the revenue of, of NCAA, period, point blank. Yeah. Whether yeah. it's basketball yeah. or football or track. All right, let me, yeah. um, I want to, I want to give you fellas a couple of facts 
about uh, Maker and Maker Maker. Then I'm gonna, I'm, you know, we got to do what we got to do here. I'm gonna ask a couple of questions. You are. Yeah, so I don't know what. Yeah, Dan's I don't know where the matrix again. Like, yeah, I don't know where he, he might be getting ready to say something. Well, we do have to ask questions. Yeah, the power. Yo, yo God, we ain't hear nothing you just said, bro. Uh, we ain't nothing you said. Yo, the powers that be, the powers that be, yo, came and grabbed you and you in the bag for about twenty minutes. Am I frozen or you just can't hear me? <laughs> nah, no, you went in the matrix. I thought Andy I said, told, yo, I said, yo, he's getting ready to say something about to say, man. <laughs> Yo, no, it's Coin CoinTelPro, man. CoinTelPro, CoinTelPro, Pro, Pro. Pro. All right, why you why, why you why you good though? Just tell no, just tell us, just tell us what is what you gonna say. You cool now? What was you about to ask? Well, I was saying that the kid gets it. Like he he's saying he's gonna exclusively explain his commitment to Howard on ESPN on a day of great importance to him, which is July 9th. That's the South Sudan Independence Day. So it's like not just as he, you know, trying to start this movement here in America for American young black people, but, you know, he's keeping his homeland in mind and all that kind of stuff. Um, also, at the same time, his guardian, uh, I think his name is Ed Smith. He was saying a lot of people are comfortable with familiarity. He was like, kids could say, I would feel welcome that I'm not just an athlete, I'm part of a community. And he said when he visited Howard, that was the main difference. And that's why, you know, he he made that choice because it was just for Ed Smith from the outside looking in, he seemed like he was a part of the fabric. You're not just Shout an athlete or just a black athlete. So on the hashtag devil, more than an athlete. Right. So, mm. But on the devil's advocate side of things. OK, because these are questions that came up in conversations that I was having. So, you know, we're going to air them out here. Um, some people were saying, OK, this is all great. But what if, you know, look at look at COVID-19 right now. What if he chose this school with a, a, a gym that holds twenty seven hundred over these gyms that holds twenty, twenty seven thousand because you're realizing, one, there might not be a season in the first place. And two, even if there is a season, there might not be any fans. So it really doesn't matter the atmosphere that you play in. You know, I would argue that being a, a, a graduate of Howard, that 2700, that atmosphere is still a little different than anything. It's a little different. <laughs> that, it's that I've ever witnessed. It's so, nothing like right, right. dog. It's nothing we, like we also know any hbcu sporting event right first of all our it, band it even have is on to another level sports. <laughs> never mind go ahead. i'm sorry go ahead no we also know yeah. yo i'm sorry go ahead Dad. television coverage will come espn they're fame whores if you got somebody somewhere even if espn doesn't think they should be there they're gonna take their asses their camera crews their camera truck the production trucks they're gonna go yo, maker maker could play in luanda angola and ESPN. <laughs> They're going to find a way to, to get it on TV. But this is this is such a big story that, you know, they're going to be there uh, regardless of, of what happens, whether there's fans there or not. ESPN is going to be in the building. Um, so, so what do you guys say to that kind of thing when people are saying, well, maybe he made this decision because it's easy to make right now because of everything that's going on in the world? Like I said, well, one, there that, might not be a season and two. If there is a season, there might not be any fans anyway. So if you're going to do something, you can do this. Look like you're making history and your intentions 
not be what we all think they are. Perception. Everybody watching, this is we are oh, at tell- this point. We are reading things. I mean, we are bringing up things that we heard in conversation. This perception is, is perception is perception is reality, right? So, if there's not a season, if there's not a season, then we can revisit this when the ball transfers out or never plays. But if he plays, if he plays, and deep down inside, he told his homie, uh, the caretaker, like, look, man, I ain't going to no big deal. I'm going to go, you know, because we can play. Yo, the perception is already out there that he's committed to the Black Power movement and the move to uh, HBCU. (laughs) It's already out there. So now... It, it, my it, it, snow, it snowballs, so we so we good. And shout out to my African brothers and sisters because they take Howard more serious than we do sometimes. But go ahead. Listen, um, my answer is, yo, shut up. Like, <laughs> because the fact of the matter is, whether he plays or not, whether he play, whether he plays or not, like, just him doing this, what he's done thus far, is actually, um, you know, it, it's gonna, it's having, it's having us have this conversation, but we're not the only ones. And people I've seen, like, believe it or not, that were like, yo, didn't know what an HBCU was, didn't know what a Howard, Hampton, Lincoln, Cheney, Norfolk. They don't even know what the HBCUs are or, or that, that it's a thing. So I, I've seen yeah, the conversation. Yo, yeah, like I've seen people like like Dev said, who, who um you know, want to, you know, try to like poop on this. But I've also seen the other people like starting to have conversations about HBCUs, their history. So. And Whatever happens doesn't matter. He's day. putting this conversation. Yeah, he, yeah exactly. He's making motiv- this conversation happen. I've seen a lot the of people. The motivation people. is immaterial, man. It's, it, 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 it almost. Uh, I, I'm not going to say it's completely immaterial, but, yo, perception is reality. It's like, you know, when I was rocking the locks, I was perceived as a very spiritual and grounded brother who was in touch with his African roots. The reality is, I knew going to Howard University with locks, I was gonna get to Hampton. Gotta be real with him, yo. No, but, <laughs> keep it hundred. Yeah, keep it hundred. But listen, um, yeah, I, I've seen, and I know because we talked about it in our group chat. Um, I know a lot of you guys have seen as well. There's been a lot of white people on social media, big mad about this. Like being mad about this. I'm like, of course. Like, I don't understand. Like, first of How all, like, don't you understand? I, I mean, I, I I do understand. You're right. I do understand. But damn, it's like crazy. It's freedom. They're living. It's, the it's, it's crazy that it makes you mad that somebody wants to support their own. It, it's yo, so crazy that that's. Yo, the- Jimmy, go ahead. Tell him, man. <laughs> tell him, man. <laughs> You're changing their their system like this goes against their system. This is anything that shifts power away from like, let, never mind right or wrong, never mind right or wrong. But anything that shifts power away from someone that has had power, privilege and control, they're going to they're going to feel mm-hmm. a type of way. But I feel a type of way about, yeah. you know. Yeah, I feel you. What did we say? Uh, Listen, but like also, quality. also they feel as though the they, feel as though they, they walk around the, the earth like they own it. Yeah. They, they own. own they feel like they own and control. They feel like they own and control. So they feel like they can tell you where you should go, why you should be there. You know what I'm saying? You can't even put a fence up in your yard without them questioning why you want to do it. And why it's I know, <laughs> and and it's and it's and why it's racist to uh go to HBCU in the first place 
and now why uh, Maker is probably a racist because he wants to play for one. Not not realizing the history, like racism was the reason that HBCUs exist we're in the first place. Exist. You can't tell us now that we're going to our own schools that you know we're we're racist for it. All right, man. But so shout out to the kid because, like I said, he seems from everything that he said from the start of this, he seems to get it. <laughs> he also seems like he ain't want Mikey to steal his shine. Shout out to him for that. Like, hold on, y'all gotta remember, I did. This. I said this first. Um, but he did it. So we'll see if this starts a mini movement, if it starts a big movement, anything. We'll, we'll, we'll Carmelo, just, Chris we, Paul, put that bread behind these young bulls, man. Right. I mean, and then all the dudes that you're talking about have young bulls of their own. So, you know. Bronny, oh, no, yo, Bronny where's Bronny going to go? Where's Bronny no, Bronny go? going to Bronny, Bronny going to Duke. <laughs> Bronny going to Duke. <laughs> That's Brian, Brian going to the NBA. Bron might have a college by the time in a couple years. So he might go to Bruce. James University <laughs> in Akron. I mean, right. you Bronny, Bronny already got representation. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like his right. so it's going we're gonna see where he goes. It's gonna be clutch that, to see where he goes. So even ass out. See what you did there. All right, man. So we're gonna get out of here. It's gonna be a lot of conversation surrounding this. So, you know, if you guys want to add to the conversation. Um, just make sure you hit up the comment section because we will comment back. We're going to have this conversation with you. Wherever you see it, post it, comment. We're going to be there to have the conversation. I mean, if you want to tell us that we're assholes and everything we said was wrong, tell us that too. Most likely I'll Hashtag argue. Protect Jimmy not gonna get it. Jimmy not going to give you the time of day, but you know, I'll argue with you. Um, so so like, this is great, man. Like I said, this is something – that we've been screaming about for the past nine and a half years, countless times, countless amount of times on all of our platforms. Um, and it's great to see somebody finally step out there, put themselves out there for an example for other young brothers and sisters to see. We're going to see how it works out, man. I'm hoping it works out the way that you know we envisioned it or we imagined it because it's even though we envisioned and imagined it, it was still always difficult to actually fathom one of these kids having the heart to do it. Because when you're this young, you make the decisions that you see. Like you see big yeah. universities with a lot of money, with big arenas and boosters and uh, a lot of camera time. And you really can't blame kids for not wanting to put the struggle on their back to, to be the ones. So it was always hard for me to not mention it, not mention it, but kudos. Not mentioning the checks they get because right. we want to bang, we won't mention the checks they get. We need them, Diddy. We need them checks. Maker, maker, if you'd have been there in 99, then I think that the brother Dev and I would have taken tryouts a lot more serious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So y'all got any final thoughts, man, before we get out of here? Protect Mikey. Mikey oh, Williams. Man, yeah, 2024. Yeah, leave it at that. Yo, let's, let's leave it at that, yo. Protect, right. protect we, Mikey, protect, yo. We're definitely going to leave it at that. So like I said, just, you know, say whatever you guys say in the comment. Let's talk about it. Um, check out everything we're doing over at warroomsports.com. Just take your time. Browse through the website. You know, give us a minute. We write. We do podcasts. You know, we do our, our little videos here. Check us out if you haven't before. But, you know, you're almost 10 years late if you haven't. Shame on you. So we're going to get out of here. This has been another episode of Inside the War Room. Um, 
for my my co-host Jimmy the Blueprint, uh, B. Austin the HU Legend. I'm the Bull Dev McMillan. Don't accept Don't mediocrity and be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you chumps on top. Peace.